What is happening, this, that, and those listeners? I hope everybody's doing super well. Today, we're back on the guest train. I got my brother, Eddie Santiago, coming on. Um, He's been fighting MMA, I think a little bit of boxing. I haven't talked to him in a long time, so I'm really excited to actually do this episode. We've been trying to plan it for... Quite a while, you know. I probably dropped the ball on that one, but without any further ado, let's get into it. I know you're gonna dig this. Pump up the volume, 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 pump up the volume. What is going on, you beautiful people? Again, I hope everybody's doing super well. I I'm about to give him a call, and we will get back right into it. All right, there we go. Now I got Eddie on the phone. Um, yeah, uh, so this has been a long time coming. We have yes, been trying yes. to plan this thing, and <laughs> it just was never working out. But we finally got to it. You had, you said you had a, sh- uh, a fight coming up, so had to get you on here. Um, yep, that's right. Dude, so... Are you doing both MMA and boxing? Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, well, first and foremost, thanks for having me on here, man. Seriously, oh, of course. Like said, it's been a long time coming. Um, and, you know, I'm excited to be on here, so thank you for that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I uh, for quite some time, I mean, I was doing boxing. Um, I managed to get a, a pretty decent record on there. I actually did Golden Gloves 28. Oh. Um. And then, yeah, I mean, I, I uh, was dabbling in MMA for a while, too, while I was doing boxing up at, uh, up at Strong Style and uh, never really actually competed um, up until last year in September. I had my first fight, and uh, ever since then, man, I, I fell in love and been training ever since. <laughs> are, you still, are you still fighting out of Strong Style? No, I actually, uh, I switched gyms. Um, just personal reasons in itself. I mean, I love Strong Style. I love the people there. Um, you know, everybody that I know from there is like family to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but just just personal reasons, I did switch gyms. Um, currently, I'm up at uh, the Revolution. Okay. Um, with Tim uh, Stafford and George Comer and those guys up there. So, is that another um, just another like Cleveland gym? Yeah, it's up in uh, it's in uh, it's in Euclid. Um, at the Neil Sports Plant, they have a, a little gym in, in the, towards the back of the building there. Oh, okay. um, and uh, they got some really good guys there. I mean, they've got a couple Muay Thai coaches, boxing coaches. Uh, I know George Connor's really, really big with grappling as well. He's actually, I'm pretty sure he was on the first UFC uh, Ultimate Fighter. Oh, sure. Um, he was in the house. So, I mean, he's, he's got some, some really good experience, too. So, Are you still, uh, are you still boxing or are you trying to just strictly MMA? Yeah, no, I mean, I'm still boxing. I actually took, uh, I guess you, it, it's called a smoker, more like a uh, organized sparring. Pretty much, it's a live fight, just no no judges, nothing like that. It doesn't go on your record or anything like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm still boxing. Um, I love boxing. That's that's my first love there, so I, I don't think I'll ever stop that. But, uh, but as far as, like, my career, um, I'm definitely going to be doing the MMA side a lot more now. Right, right. Why, um, what even got you into, what even got you into fighting? Uh, so honestly, uh, I was getting beat up quite a lot, actually. Uh, actually, when I first moved to Parma, I got my, my, I got beat up pretty bad, actually, (laughs) right on, uh, Right on fifty uh, fourth, <laughs> right, 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 right in front of Shaft, man. I, oh, I was, geez. I just the, yeah, dude. I was playing baseball up at Forestwood, and uh, you know who it is too that that actually beat me up. I'm not going to put his name out there right now. But, <laughs> <laughs> you definitely know who it is. Okay. But, uh, yeah, I had got done playing baseball. I was walking down fifty fourth, and 
uh, he came out. He was saying I threw rocks at his house when I really didn't. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> he came out and uh, he started saying some stuff. And uh, I remember him yelling something. And my, the only thing I can think of was your mom. And as soon as, Solid as, comeback. Soon as I said, yeah, exactly. <laughs> as soon as I said that, I mean, he fucking chased right after me. He put me in a headlock, beat me up pretty bad right there in front of Shaft. So. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> after that, I just was like, man, I got to do something if this is what it's going to be like up here. So I uh, I got into boxing first. Um, I was actually like, tw- I was 12 years old at that time. Um, I got into boxing first. I started up actually at Valley Forge. They have a, a boxing club at Valley Forge. Oh, I didn't know that. And, uh, yeah, man, they, they have a little boxing club up there. I I lied on my permission slip though. I uh, they you had to be you had to be in you had to be at least a freshman in high school. I was only in eighth grade at that time, and <laughs> uh, so I lied on that, and I got I got to start boxing with them. Once freshman year started, that they realized that I actually wasn't a freshman at that time. Uh, but then, uh, yeah, I mean that's what started it all was was the boxing in Valley Forge. Uh, once I graduated though, once we graduated Parma High, I, that's when I went up to Strong Style. Well, actually first, let me, let me rewind. I went to Evolve in Medina first. Um, it's a pretty good gym, uh, coach named John Cook. Um, he took me in first and, uh, I mean, wow. I remember he asked me like, do you have any experience at all? And, you know, I had my little boxing from Valley Forge and I'm like, yeah, I got some pretty, pretty good experience. He's like, all right, I'm going to put you in there with one of my guys. So he puts me in there, and uh, the first guy wasn't too bad. And I don't really remember what that guy's name was. Uh, we did like one or two boxing rounds. The second guy, though, his name was Sean Rawl, and he's still out there today. I hope he hears this. Uh, so Sean Rawl is a uh, mixed martial arts fighter. He's a pro now, and he's a pro boxer too. Um, if you look him up on Facebook, you'll find him. But uh, he puts me in there with Sean Rawl, and I don't think I lasted 30 seconds before he kicked me in the fucking – he kicked me in the head or some crazy thing. <laughs> but I don't even remember exactly what happened. I was He knocked my ass out, that's for sure. Oh, really? And, uh, oh, yeah, he knocked me out cold. <laughs> and then uh, when, you know, when, I, when I got up, I didn't really realize that, that he had kicked me, though. I was like, man, he, he hit me pretty hard. He's like, no, he kicked you, but he did. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, God, I don't remember that. <laughs> Yeah, and then after after that, that's when I'm like, you know, I, I do like the sport. So I stayed with him for, I think, about a year. You know, I met some good guys up there, Chris Porter, Jeff Hughes. Uh, Jeff Hughes is actually in the UFC now. Yeah, I had him on my uh, podcast. Yeah, yeah. He's, I started with them up at Evolve, and uh, now he's up at Strong Style. Yeah, and, I uh, I also had uh, I had Alexa on here, and his story was not not identical to yours, but he told me, he got into it. He he went to Strong Style, and uh, he said the same thing. First guy he went against whooped his ass, and he just <laughs> he just kept going back. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know what what it is about getting your ass whooped. You want to keep coming back to it, but <laughs> it's but just got to be that competitive coming. nature. <laughs> it really is, and honestly, man, like it's crazy because. I never had such a competitive nature until this sport. I mean, I I, uh, I did baseball like in fourth grade. I, I quit that. I did football, I think, in eighth grade in Shiloh, and that lasted, what, a week, I think it was. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I, it, I wasn't really too fond of all the other sports. I don't really under, I don't really know why, you know, but once I got into the uh, – it could be because of the individual, like uh, – uh, setting i guess you can say like if i met up it's on me type of thing yeah uh, but yeah i mean i never really found that competitive nature until i got into boxing and um yeah i mean it brings me back every single time i talk to friends all the time about it they're like yeah no, i don't know how you can just get hit in the face i'm like well i mean if you play football and you get tackled it's kind of the same thing you know right what I mean? but, right it's just you versus them and there's a there's a very uh there's a finality to it Exactly. Um, I think I like that fifty-fifty chance of like, okay, who's better? You know, who's better tonight? Yeah, you know, right. Kind of uh, who, can, who can be the better guy? A hundred percent. Um. So another thing, it's like your you've had like thirty-seven Instagram accounts. 
Um, <laughs> so what, what is like, what's your, what's your boxing or MMA record, whichever, whichever one you're more into? Yeah. So my boxing record is, uh, six and two, okay. six and two in boxing. Uh, and like I said, in 2018, I won the golden gloves for the Cleveland, uh, city of Cleveland. And then in MMA, I'm one and oh, uh, my first fight was last year in September, I think it's September 23rd. And uh, I managed to get my first win there, and uh, we'll see where, where we go from there. So you do have a fight coming up. Yep. And you want to let everybody know when that one is? Exactly, yeah. So next month, March 6th, um, it's going to be in Newark, Ohio, at the uh, Cherry Grove Hotel and Event Center, I believe it's called. Um, it'll be there. Uh, my opponent's uh, Jeremiah Jackson. Um, he's a tall guy, I mean. The looks of him, he's, he's a taller, one thirty-five, uh, very long southpaw guy. Um, from what I hear, he's a striker too, so it should be a good stand-up fight, um, I believe. So it'll definitely be one to watch. So you would say that you you like to stand more than you know grapple? Yeah, big time. I mean, you know, you got a lot of guys that were wrestling in high school and things like that. Um, as much as I was told in high school to wrestle, I just said no. I just kept saying no. I guess I never never thought about making the switch over to MMA. Mm-hmm. So I was just kind of stuck on the whole boxing thing. And uh, But it definitely, now looking back at it, I'm like, man, I really wish I would have done some wrestling. Because, you know, over here specifically on the West Side, there's a lot of really good, uh, really great wrestlers that are coming out yeah. on the MMA side. So, Right. I mean, even like... Also, when when we were in high school, like the MMA was not as big as it is now. So there's you right. you really can't like fault yourself by thinking you should have went back and like taken advantage of wrestling. You know. Yep. Um. What? Uh. Who Who's your favorite fighter? You know, my favorite fighter I've got to say has got to be Nick Diaz. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he hasn't fought in quite some time, but I mean, my man's my man's very underrated. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, the the, the both Diaz both brothers, of, them. of course, you know, yeah, they're definitely up there. But Nick Nick's just got this this this. Uh, I mean, they, I mean, I can, both of them I can say have this gritty attitude, and you know, they they just push their limits. You know, they push their they push beyond their limits. I should say, right. Um, and I mean, when they're in there fighting with their opponent, they're just kicking their opponents apart, punch by punch, kick by kick. I mean, and, and they they prefer to stand up, but I mean, even if you take them to the ground, I mean, Nick Diaz is a black belt in jujitsu. You know, what I mean, a lot of people don't really realize that the guy's got really good grappling too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, his striking's—I've always loved the way that he uh, that he boxed um, and the way that he threw his combinations. And then, of course, his attitude on you know into the cage when he's coming in is is, is on another level. So yeah, those they're <laughs> they're a real fighter's fighter. <laughs> yep, exactly. Yep. That's definitely my favorite fighter. Um, I said I, I would say active. Um, you know, an active fighter right now. My favorite one would have to be uh, uh, Israel Adesanya. Oh man. Um, I mean that that dude's incredible. He is a nightmare for people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously. So that's definitely going to be uh, my my favorite active fighter, um, and then non active, I've got to give it to Nick Diaz. If you could train with one person, who would you want to train with? Oh, Nick Diaz. Nick always. Diaz, hundred percent. Oh yeah, hundred percent. What about if you could fight your like dream fight anybody that you want? Would it be that guy that that you said your mom to? What's that? I said if you had a dream fight. Anybody you want, would it be the guy that accused you of throwing rocks at his house? We're, we're good friends now. We got, <laughs> so, so we're good friends now. So I, I, I would definitely rematch him. I would definitely rematch him just for the shits and giggles of it. But we are good friends now. Him and I are good friends now. I don't think she even knows that that was me. That's the funny part. I don't think, I don't think she even <laughs> I've never brought it up to him. I've never told him like, "Hey, you remember that kid that you beat up?" That was me. I've but, never told him. That. By the way, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 
I, I don't know if it's because I'm ashamed to tell him or if or, or if he's gonna be like, well, fuck, you want to go again, type of thing. You know, I'm texting but, you after this to to find out who oh, it was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when I tell you, I know you're gonna lose it. Yeah, pro- I probably will. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you had a dream fight, who would it be though? If I had a dream fight, any fighter. Yeah. If I had a dream fight, I would definitely fight. Uh, I would fight Sugar Shane O'Malley, man. Sugar Sean O'Malley. Oh, wow. I wasn't expecting that yeah. one. And, and and the only reason I say that is because I have a good friend. Her name is Ashley Dubell. She she trains up at his gym. Mm-hmm. And uh, and she knows him personally. And I remember she came to Strong Style once just to check it out. She was on vacation. She lives in Arizona. So uh, she came out here once to watch Stipe actually fight um, against Nganu. And uh, when she was over here, I, I kept asking her, I'm like, man, you know, you, you, do you see Sean a lot? You see Sean? She's like, yeah, we train all the time. And so she Snapchatted him. And she said, hey, I have a good friend. You know, he wants to meet you. And I go, don't just say that. Tell him I want to spar him. I want to fight him. <laughs> and uh, and so she messaged him that. And he responded was, his response was, hey, any kid can dream. And mm. so, and so to this day, I'm like, you know, I might be, it might be a dream, but one day when I get my chance, I, I'm going to spar or at least fight you one day. You took a personal. Weight class. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, one day it will happen. <laughs> Speaking of Stipe and Nganu, what do you think about that rematch? Because Nganu, when he first came in, his wrestling and conditioning was way below par. You got to think he's worked on it. I love Stipe, obviously. But that fight terrifies me as a fan. And you know, I agree. I think it terrifies every fan. I think the I mean the first time terrified us all. That's very um, true. I, you know what I mean? We, I mean, I, I remember I was biting my nails. <laughs> I was downtown at the uh, at the Winking Lizard, literally biting my nails every time that Ingana threw a fight, and he landed one good shot. Yeah. You know, when his eye was like swelling up, I'm like, man, this is this is bad. This is bad. Um, but one thing I'll say is that, I mean, Stipe has been tested, you know, multiple yeah. times, you know, he's, he's fought a lot of great fighters, so he's been tested. Um, and, and every time he's, even if he's lost, you know, the, the couple fights that he's lost, he's came back and he's proved why he's number one, Yeah, you know, so a lot of people, when I talk about it, they're like, oh, you know, you're being biased because you used to train at his gym. It's not that I'm being biased. It's because I know behind scenes the work that he puts in. And and I know on, you know, from all the fights that everybody else is watching, they, you know, he's been tested and he's proved yet over and over again that he's number one. And, um, yes, it terrifies me. <laughs> and I know for a fact Nganu definitely has worked on his stuff. I mean, he's been on a knockout streak ever since. Um, but aside from that, I think it's going to be the same outcome. I think it's going to be Stipe getting his hand raised. I don't know how he's going to win. He's um, going to find a way. You know, he's going to find a way because another thing is a lot of people forget about Stipe's wrestling, you know, that he did showcase during that fight. Yeah. Um, you know, but he's, he's got his great boxing skills too, so. You know, I think it's going to be the same outcome as far as the uh, and still type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, I, I don't know how he's going to do it, but he's going to do it. Do you think he needs to, uh, you think of, he needs to completely dominate that fight to win it? Because I feel like if it's a close fight and it is more, even if it's leaning towards Stipe, I could see some shady shit going down where they would give it to yeah. Francis since he's like the up and comer, the money maker yeah, yeah. Yeah, for whatever reason. I don't understand. I will never understand why Stipe is not the draw that he should be. The story of that guy is insane. I don't understand why the UFC isn't behind him, pushing him like he, they do so, some other fighters. I mean, like you said, it's, you know, it's, it's the money, you know, type of thing. It's, it's who can get the most, the most, uh, the most pay per views. Right. You know who can get those big, you know, Vegas bets going. Um, and 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 at the same time, you know, Stipe is a real one. Stipe, you know, Stipe doesn't, you know, if Dana if Dana does something, which he, you know, he's done a couple things, and but, but Stipe's Stipe defends himself. You know what I mean? And, yeah. And 
And uh, I don't think that the UFC likes that. You know, when, when a fighter defends himself and sticks up for himself and says, like, hey, you're doing this shit, you know, you're doing some shady shit or this is the wrong way of doing things. I don't, they, they don't like that. So I think that that kind of holds it back too. Yeah. But I mean, at the same time, at the same time, it's like, uh, you know, I mean, he's getting older, you know, he's, he's broken the, 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 the record for, for the heavyweight wins. He's, he's rated in the pound for pound best fighters, you know? So I think that, uh, the UFC has a, has a way of bringing fighters up, letting them shine for a little bit and then slowly weeding them out to let the other guys in, Mm -hmm. you know? So, I think that that's that's maybe potentially what's happening, um, but I don't know. I mean, it it could also be like the uh, you know UFC likes those flashy type of fighters, you know, like yeah. McGregor and yep. those crazy kicks. I mean, Sean O'Malley, you know, throwing his crazy combinations and kicks and things like that. The, the UFC likes to see those type of flashy guys. Um, and don't get me wrong, Stipe he can be flashy, but. He, 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 he prefers his fight smart and stick to the basics. And the basics is what wins the fights. Right. But um, when it comes to, you know, the UFC wanting to see these flashy things, they don't, you know, I, I don't know. It could be a, I, I think that that's, that could play a part in it too. Is like, is he a flashy fighter or is he just a, you know, basic kind of guy? Right. And then again, not saying that, not saying Steve is a basic guy, but. No, um, not basic. To, but he's not, like yeah. you said, he's not very flashy and that's not, um, I mean that's not going to break headlines, right? Exactly. What speaking of flashy people like Connor, what the hell do you think that dude's going to do now? I mean, I think I think he's going to do. Excuse me, I think he's going to do something like uh, probably going to take another boxing match just for the money type of thing. A YouTube, again. a YouTube match. I, I I hope it's not a YouTube. I hope, like Jake Paul type. Of, I hope, I hope that's not what he's got in, in his mind. But I feel like I feel like we'll see him coming back into the boxing side. Mm-hmm. You know, just, just for like uh, uh, you know some views and some money. Um, but at the same time, seeing him from the last time, even though he lost, um, we're seeing a whole new McGregor. You know? Yeah, we're seeing a whole new version of him. I mean, we're seeing a new version of him to the point where the, the literally the video game UFC made a different version of him under a recent update. Oh, they did? Old school, yeah, it's like old school McGregor where he's talking shit, and now it's like, <laughs> and then it's humble McGregor. There was, so, they did that in so, uh, in Tiger Woods a long time ago. They had Sunday Tiger, and it was like, oh it was gosh. like 99 everything. <laughs> <laughs> but this uh, was yeah, like, I, go ahead. No, I was going to say, as far as uh, McGregor, I could see him either doing something in boxing or this new version of McGregor is going to take this loss as a learning experience and he's, and, and the next guy I'm going to just feel sorry for, whoever enters the ring with him or the cage with him because, you know, you could never count that guy out. Right. I mean, the, the, the bets were three to – the odds were three to one. And 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 a lot of people were, were, were like, oh, you should know bet on Dustin, bet on Dustin. I'm like, dude, you can't bet against McGregor. No. And then, then he loses, and everyone's like, oh, I told you so, I told you so. And I'm like, dude, 10 out of 10 times, I don't care what the odds are, I will never bet against McGregor. I'll no. never bet against McGregor. No. You know, the only thing that, like, threw me off with Connor this time was afterwards, he, uh, I think at, like, his press conference, he, he was talking about how he wasn't, like, devastated by this loss so it's kind of like yeah. now it's like uh, well does he have one foot in one foot out because we've seen fighters that have one foot in one foot out and it doesn't end well right no yeah. matter who you are i mean i agree I, I think though with with mcgregor it's a little bit different just because he knows how big he is in the ufc yeah um, and, and and coming back into this although he lost he knows it was a big a lot of people tuned in to watch mcgregor you yeah know what i mean so I don't think it's I don't think it's one foot in for him, one foot out. I think it's more so he's learning how to he's learning how to be more humble. He's learning how to be just just a respectful fighter, you know. Yeah, a hundred percent. And at the same time, it's you know it, it is de- it's it's devastating. But then at the same time, when you when you put yourself into that position as a fighter, you start to learn like okay. You either win some or you use them as a learning experience. There's yeah. never like a losing thing, 
know. Right. Although, yes, it's, it's competitive. It's, it's, it's very heartbreaking to lose. Um, at the same time, you look at it and you do come back 100 times harder. And, again, someone like McGregor, you know, he, he's definitely not done. He's, you know, he's got something cooking for sure. He also, wasn't he, wasn't he asking the UFC for someone else? Because, I mean, he took a little bit of time off. And then to come back and fight Dustin Poirier, who's a fucking nightmare, that, I mean, they should have maybe gave him, like, a little tune-up fight. It's just somebody else other than, you know, the number, well, I don't know, was he number two or number one contender before they fought? I, it was just, uh, it didn't make much sense that they would give Connor that fight after a little bit of a layoff. Yeah, I mean, at the same time, though, I, like, thinking about it, uh... I mean, who else would they have given him, though? You know True. what I mean? Like, there's still – because the other guys that, that are in the line, I mean, that 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 weight class is stacked with, with great fighters. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's either give him a shitty guy that's got no name yet or give him someone that's solid, and, and most of those guys are pretty solid. Yeah. I mean, um, me personally, I would have liked to seen him – I would have liked to see, like, Justin Gagey fight him. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been you a know, great fight. Liked, yeah, I would have liked to see Gagey fight first, and then the winner of that, you know, fight Poirier for the for the belt or something. You right, know, that would have made like sense. That. Speaking of, um, like, so you've had this, you've had a boxing background. What do you think of the YouTube boxers? <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, it's it's a gray area, I guess, because it's. I'll say, so just straight up, I mean, they're good. I mean, some of them are good. Yeah. Um, you know, like Jake Paul, he's decent. I mean, when you watch him hit Mitch and you're watching him sparring, he is decent. At the same time, like, the, the, the people that he's sparring, I don't know their experience. I don't know their level of fighting. So it looks like he's just pounding on, like, average Joes type of thing. Even the Nate Robinson uh, fight, kind of, to me, was like, yeah. what are we doing? What are we doing here? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Like things like that. I mean, and the th- the thing that I don't agree with is is simply this: you got guys like myself and and a lot of other amateurs that are way better than I am that still have yet to get that one like moment where they can like really get themselves to be recognized by the world mm-hmm. um, and showcase what they've got. And then you've got these guys on YouTube that are just now starting and already are on are on you know major cards. And it's like, you know, I don't find that that's, you know, I, I understand the money's there. You know, they can do it because of the money. But as far as, like, your dedication and your passion into it, like, it, it's really not all there. So, yeah, you know, he's got some skills. You know, I'm not going to say he doesn't. I mean, he definitely has more skills than, than, than you know, freaking Joe Smith at fucking Sloppy Bob's right down the street. <laughs> Sloppy Bob's. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But he's, you know. I don't think that he's at the level yet or any of those YouTube fighters are at the level yet to be fighting on an undercard with, you know, fucking like the last one. Like it just doesn't make sense to me on, on, on how that works. And again, it's money, you know, it's views. I get it, but I just don't agree with it. What, what now, do you, granted, what's up? If he were to call, I, I, would, I was going to say, if he were to call out someone like Lexi, like from strong style or something like that, Mm-hmm. And he and he came into the gym to strong style, and he sparred someone like Lexi. I think he would change his mind pretty damn quick yeah. about what he what he, what he's really wanting to do with this boxing thing. Because I, I just you know he's not fighting guys that are experienced. He's not fighting guys that have been training for a while. He's calling out guys now, and I'm and and, and the fact that he's fighting Ben Askren, great, but Ben Askren isn't a boxer. Ben I, I was about to ask you about that. You know, yeah, he, he Ben Askren's a freaking wrestler, so can he beat him in a boxing match? Probably, you know, but it's not going to the MMA side. Let's see how you right. do against Ben Askren. Then. Or even <laughs> just go, or, or just go against like a typical striker, because beating Ben Askren and then claiming that you're this like elite striker, mm-hmm. it's for the people that are fans of just like the spectacle they're gonna be like holy shit he beat a he beat an actual fighter but for fans of fighting we're kind of like i'm not really that impressed right exactly askren didn't really wow us in the ufc either 
yeah. I mean that that's the problem with 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 these YouTube fighters is that they they they're following on YouTube are the ones that are hyping them you know hyping them up. Mm-hmm. It's like like they they those those people you know I don't know they they might watch they might watch UFC and boxing you know but I don't think that I don't think that they watch it <laughs> you know so I think that they're just looking at their their YouTube idol. They're seeing him beat on up, beat up a couple guys. Yeah. Nate Robinson. They see him beat up there, you know, and it's hyping them up to the point where it's like he's really not that good, right? He's a retired yeah. NBA player, you know. It's like exactly what? now. Like I said, if he were to call someone out, like like if Lexi were to get on Twitch or on YouTube or something and say, "Hey, Jake Paul, I will fight you for free. There's no money involved. <laughs> Number one, I don't think he'll do it because it's free, right? But I don't think he'll do it because he knows that." This is a real fighter, you know what I mean? He's, mm-hmm. he, he's, it, he doesn't want cameras around. He doesn't want, you know, views. He just wants to beat the shit out of them. <laughs> you yeah. Know what I mean? so, yeah. And uh, that, will, that will show a lot of people, you know, if Jake Paul really is a fighter or not. Is he going to get in there with someone that, without the cameras, without any of that, is he going to really come in there and, 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 and fight a real fighter? 100%. Um, back to you, though. What is uh? What's like a typical? You know, are you like dieting for your fight? Are you like training every day? Do you do any like meditation or anything? Yeah. So uh, for when it so for boxing specifically, I run every day. So uh, now, right now, the intensity is increasing. I'm four weeks out, so the intensity is going to increase quite a bit. Um, but I mean, the sports all year round. You know, there's no, there's no. Off you know, season, like wrestling, exactly. There's no off season, so it's it's continuous work, continuous work. I mean, I go to the gym Monday through Friday. Sometimes, if I'm off work on Saturdays, I'll even go Saturdays. Um, and then Sundays, my coach will text me every every now and then and say, "Hey, I'm going in there in the morning. Do you want to meet up?" So sometimes it's seven days a week. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, the schedule in itself, uh, Mondays and. Uh, let me see. Mondays, Wednesdays is usually like boxing, striking days. Tuesdays, Thursdays is more of grappling days. Um, Fridays is just full on MMA day. Uh, Saturdays is again like kind of like a open open gym kind of day. Sunday, same thing. Um, but running every single day. I mean, that's the most important part is, is the cardio part of it. Um, so you know, running your three miles every single day. I'm trying to up it a little bit more now, uh, maybe running four miles um, today. Like I just got out of the gym right before you called me. So I did, uh, I did three rounds on the mitts with coach Tim. I did three rounds on the bag. I did, uh, before all that, I did my, my stretching, my shadow boxing and things like that. Once you get done, um, that's when I go ahead and do my three miles and do my conditioning on top of it. Um, I just got word of this fight though. Mm-hmm. Uh, about I probably see like this literally this last past week I got word of it so um, training camp started today so it's a little bit later than usual usually we like six weeks out you know six weeks of solid training camp um, so that, like four or five before. weeks yeah this one's gonna be like four weeks um, so overall I mean it's gonna mostly be yes dieting dieting is gonna be a big thing uh, Making, you know, I mean, as far as like the diet, I don't really have a crazy diet like a lot of people would think. Um, you know, fruits, a lot of water, uh, vegetables, making sure I'm getting your proteins and things like that. But I fight at 135 and I walk around at like 140. So, um, so basically just like no garbage. Yeah, exactly. Just no garbage, you know, just eat healthy and things like that. My cut's pretty easy. Um, now that's a conversation that my coaches and I will be having soon because, you know, we were already talking about it. Like, Hey, you know, you're walking around one, you know, 138, 140, and then you're fighting at 135. Usually those guys are coming down from 150, right. you know, 145. So that's a conversation we have had where they're like, Hey, do you, you know, do you want to start fighting at 125? Maybe you'll be a little bit stronger, a little bit faster and things like that. Um, but we haven't made that move just yet. We're gonna we're gonna see how the next couple fights go, and then make the decision from there. Right. Plus, there's always like the um, the law of diminishing return, right? Where you start cutting so much that you're just yeah. like ex- like when Connor used to fight. What did he used to fight at? 
and he just looked like sick. Yeah, he yeah. I mean, he looked like a fucking dead person. Yeah, and a lot of a lot of people were like messaging, like not messaging, but like commenting on their on his Twitter and stuff. Like, dude, what's wrong with this? Right. Guy? Because the cuts, the cut is the biggest, is the hardest part of it. Um, you know, wrestlers specifically will 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 tell you that. I mean, wrestlers in high school, wrestlers in college, they uh, they're great when it comes to cutting, but they know they know how hard it is, and. Mm-hmm. You know, but yeah, the cut is definitely the hardest part. Staying away from eating garbage and and uh, you know bad shit like that. That's the hardest part. When it comes to training, you know, it can get hard. Sparring can get hard, but it's actually pretty fun once you really get used to it. Um, it is like the it's like eating garbage and things yeah. like that that makes it really hard. What um what would you say it feels like before you walk into the into the octagon or into the ring? Like that moment before you walk out, what what's the feeling like? Um, so you know when like your mom and dad are at work. And Bro, I don't know my dad. Oh, my bad. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I really, I really don't know him, but it's it's a joke. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> but yeah, like. You know when you fucked some shit up when you were young and, like, you knew your mom was going to come home and, like, fuck you up for it? Yeah. (laughs) That feeling that you get, that's the feeling you get right before you go into the fight. It's, like, this, like, anxiety. um, Stomach turning a little bit. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's terrible. And you put on your headphones, you know, you try to walk around, shadow box, and just take your mind off of it. But then just, like, every second that walk that just goes by – you're just like, man, I just want to get it over with. I just want to get it over with. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not necessarily like you're, you're scared or nothing like that. It's more just like just the anxiety just eats at you just because you know that people are watching. Um, you know you're about to get punched in the face. Um, and like I said, I mean, it's a, it's a 50-50 chance. I don't care who you are. I don't care how great you are. If you're fighting somebody, it's always 50-50. Um, and uh, I think that that's that's really what gets it. Is like, is today going to be the day I get knocked out? <laughs> and, and and it just eats at you. Um, but yeah, it's 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 really just that stomach, you know, your stomach turn in, and that that's that feeling that you get. But it's 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 the same feeling, like I said, when you when you fuck up and you know you fucked up, and you know someone's definitely going to either yell at you or you're going to get in trouble. That's it's the same feeling that you get. It's crazy. What uh, what what does it mean to you to be a fighter? So uh, there's a lot I can say about it. I mean, to me, being a fighter means discipline. I mean, it means courage. It means a lot of different things. I mean, when 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 I look at myself and 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 I think about like why I fight and 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 uh, why I put myself through it. It's, it's, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, you just, you know, you want to kind of show how tough you are type of thing. It's not necessarily show how tough you are, just kind of show like how, how, how much you can take, you know, how, how, you know, how, how much you can take and and, and keep just pushing and, and, and moving forward and things like that. And it's, once you put your body through that and, and you accomplish things and, and you start to see it, yourself growing and your body changing, you start to see your mentality changing, it it, it becomes a part of you. You know, I don't really know how to explain it. Um, it, it just means, I don't know. Yeah. I, I can't really find a word to explain it, but. Uh, just the mental toughness uh, of it. And- it's. Yeah, it's 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 just having that mental discipline, right? Um, to be able to just push your body to its to not just its limits, like past its limits. I mean, you know, you'd be surprised what you can actually do until you you start doing it. Like boxing and MMA, a lot of people are like, I don't think I could ever do it. Then they actually start training, um, and and you know, three four months down the road, you're seeing the same person that's like, oh, I don't think I could do it. You're seeing them doing all this crazy stuff and themselves are like, yeah, I didn't think I could ever do this. And right. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty neat to, to, to see the, again, the, your, your body changing, your mentality changing, your routine changing. Um, it's, it's really something else. And then we got one last question before we have a little bit of fun. What yeah. are the, uh, what's the long-term goals for you? 
Yeah, I mean, long-term goals, I mean, I've had a lot of, uh, I've had a lot of questions on that, actually, from a lot of coaches, specifically in boxing. Um, I mean, I've, like I said, I'm 6-1, and one, so I haven't had a lot of fights, but a lot of coaches that see me boxing um, when I'm sparring a lot of guys, um, I mean, I'm sparring pros now. Um, Antonio Nieves, one of my great friends, he's like an older brother to me. Um, Remy Hernandez. Um, I'm sparring pro guys, so when I spar and, and I get done, I get these coaches that are like, "Dude, like, you fight like a pro. Like, you look like you look awesome in there. Like, what, what's your plans? Why aren't you pro yet?" Um, I mean, I'd like to be pro, but um, I think my long term is is. I would say my long term, yes, is to be on the pro level. I don't want to say like I want to be in the UFC or I want to be in Bellator. I just want to get the pro level. You just want to be um, fighting the be best of the best. Exactly. I just want to fight the best of the best. That's that. Um, that's that fighter mentality, man. Of just like you guys are. You guys to me are like psychos. Like you just the competitive <laughs> nature of you. It's on another level. Yeah, I mean, yeah, man, when it comes down to it, yeah, like I said, the, the competitive side is, is on this is, is definitely, I mean, I remember getting my ass whooped at, when I was up at Strong Style, I'd get my ass whooped a lot, <laughs> specifically, but there was this guy, his name, this guy, his name's Brandon Burr, he's a 125 pounder, um, he's, I think he's still undefeated, he's in, in most of his fights, he's won him by knockout, he's got a crazy right hand, um, but I remember, you know, I'd always get beat up by him. And sure enough, like I started getting better and better at boxing. And then, you know, it was it was very, very even. So just being able to, you know, like let's say me and you are sparring. And, we, and we're in this sparring match and, and you keep hitting me with a crazy left hook. And I just can't figure out why that left hook keeps landing. Mm-hmm. By the next time that we spar, I'm probably already going to be adapted to that left hook. So that that excitement of now oh that left hook doesn't work on me anymore <laughs> or I have a counter for it, that is what gets that that momentum going. That's what gets it gets your energy going and, and, and it just makes you feel great because it's like I figured that out. It's it's a puzzle. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, it's it's just like a puzzle. You 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 have a missing piece, you can't figure it out. You train as much as you can, you figure out exactly what it is and then you apply it. And then now that doesn't work, but he's got something else up his sleeve. So now you gotta figure out what you know what to do in that situation so it just keeps going back and forth um a lot of people use the analogy of like boxing or fighting is like a chess match um i I couldn't agree with that more right um you know you move a piece here's my piece all right you move a piece all right here's my piece and it just keeps going until that last you know that last checkmate right finally boom checkmate and it's like okay i'm the winner for this one right but I don't. It's it's not going to ever be the same outcome every time. You know what I mean? Everything's mm-hmm. going to be a little bit different. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So <clears throat> now we have we have a couple questions that are a little bit more fun, a little bit more relaxed than uh, the fighting questions. Uh, yeah. First one: Would you rather wear cargo shorts all the time, or would you never wear socks ever? I think I'd never wear socks ever. Really, you're just not a not a cargo. I'm the opposite. I I can't imagine putting shoes on without socks. It makes me so like cringe. <laughs> Even though like cargo shorts are cargo shorts, I would still probably opt for that. Yeah, for me, I, I, you know, I like cargo shorts, but I think for me, like. You know, I, I guess I didn't think that question through when, you know, thinking like, oh, man, I got to put shoes on without socks. That's what I thought first. <laughs> but, at the same, but at the same time, you know, I'm from Puerto Rico, so we wear a lot of sandals, chanclas. So, you know, I could do without socks for a while. Okay. that I guess I get that, <laughs> that, that aspect of it, too. Um, next one. You're in an open field with a baseball bat. And you have 10-year-olds running at you in waves of, I don't know, we'll say 10-year-olds 10, 10 at a time. How many are you taking out before they get you? It's, uh, how, how old are they? They're 10. And you have a baseball, yeah, bat. A baseball bat. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dude. <laughs> 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 I 
Dude, I'm straight up. <laughs> I'm straight up home running every single one of that's, those. Dude, that's the thing. A lot of people gave me like underwhelming answers to this. And I said, dude, it just takes like the first one. You really got to be like Albert Pujols turning one around like 500 feet. And I feel like the other guys are just going to be like, I don't want any part of that. Right. <laughs> I think the first, the first time that bat connects to the head is it's over. <laughs> it's so aggressive. <laughs> I don't think any 10-year-old would want to do it. <laughs> Welcome to my podcast where we talk about child, child violence. <laughs> uh, the next one. Would you rather give the first 90% of a blowjob or the last 10%? You know what? I'm going with the first 90 just because wow. I, don't I don't want anybody busting in my mouth on that last 10%. Well, I never, I never said it was in your mouth. <laughs> So, but yeah, but dude, the first ninety percent—if you're not very good at it—it it might be a long time. <laughs> Hopefully, the fucking dude goes uh, goes goes soft before I can. <laughs> he just gets he just gets tired of it. He's like, dude, fuck you, man! It's all teeth. He's like, bro, you're really bad at giving head. <laughs> I guess, I guess, I never thought of that. So. I'll, I'll add some extra teeth just to make sure. It, I might have to change my answer. Because <laughs> every other podcast, that was the last 10 percenter. <laughs> and also, also typically, I don't know if you've ever been walked in on, but usually, usually if you get walked in on, it's usually on that last 10 percent. <laughs> That you get walked in on. You don't get walked in on the first 90. You get walked in right when you're just about there. And then it's yeah. like, oh, surprise. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And then then that would be a whole conversation where you'd be like, oh, it's not what it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Last question. Mary fuck, kill. Italian food, Mexican food, and Chinese food. One more time. What was the question? Mary fuck kill Italian food, Mexican food, and Chinese food. I'll go first so you can think about it. Okay. I am going to kill Chinese food without a doubt. I'll probably and here's my thought pro I'll give you a thought process. Dude, Chinese food never makes me feel good, ever. So I'm just gonna eliminate that one. I'm marrying Italian food because it just seems like romantic. Yeah. And I'm going to fuck Mexican food because, you know, sometimes when I really just want to blow myself out, I'll eat some Mexican food and just, it fucks me. So I'm going to fuck it. <laughs> That's my thought process. You know, for me, I, I would say, I would say I would have to kill, I, I'm definitely killing that Chinese. Yep. I'm I'm definitely killing the Chinese, and I don't know. I'm just not a big Chinese guy, man. Like I'm like my girlfriend fucking can eat like literally. It's not a joke. She eats it every. It's almost like every Saturday. I think it is Chinese she food Saturday. Chinese. It's it literally. It's like it's, instead of Taco Tuesdays, it's fucking Asian Saturday or whatever the fuck you what's, want to call what's it. What's her go to? Orange chicken. Orange chicken with uh with like white rice or some bullshit. That's like <laughs> even get fried rice. Dude, that's such like a mall food court thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, she gets, she goes literally to chopsticks right across park. Oh. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so it basically is mall food. <laughs> yeah. So and, and the funny thing about it is all the workers in there are Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are you still dating Kayla? Yeah, I guess the thing. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Almost nine years now. <laughs> wow, so I know that she's got she's got terrible taste in food now. Yeah, she definitely does. If it's, if it's not Saturday's Chinese food, it's always chicky fingies. <laughs> oh wow, chicky fingies. <laughs> yeah. Mm-mm-mm. Basic basic taste buds. <laughs> but uh yeah, I would I would kill Chinese food. I would 
I would fuck Italian food. Ooh. <laughs> I would fuck the Italian food just because when 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 I eat that uh when I eat like those stuffed shells with the what is it ricotta? Is oh it ricotta yeah. With the ricotta cheese, like I, I want to fuck that dish. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's I'm a. It's a good dish. Yeah, and uh, I would marry the Mexican food. You know, Mexicans got good taste, I think. So. Oh, it's delicious food. Yeah. It just doesn't agree with me. <laughs> At all. I got the Latino. I got the Latino uh, stomach, so I think. I, yeah. I <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can handle that shit. <laughs> all right, brother. Before I let you go, is there anything that you wanted to? Uh, Anything you wanted to talk about or anything you got going on? Um, no, man. I'm just, uh, you know, excited for this fight. You know, I hope a lot of people, uh, you know, definitely tune into that. Um, you know, tickets do go on sale this week. I, I should have a link and uh, a, uh, like a little link for you guys to go into and, uh, and order your tickets, whether it's to go to the actual physical fight um, or it, will, it looks like it's going to be on pay-per-view. Oh, um, nice. From what it... The contract says it should be like pay per view. Um, so once I get the details on that, I'll shoot it over to you. That yeah. way, you know exactly what the, you know what the details are on that. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, it's been fun, man. Just anytime that you want to do it again, just let me know. I'm, I'm definitely down for it, man. Yeah, for sure. That's uh, one of the goals for the podcast this year is going to be to have more guests on. So I'll definitely get you back on here. For sure. All right, brother. I appreciate you coming on here. Yeah, anytime, man. Thank you for having me, brother. Yeah, we'll talk soon. All right, man. Take it easy. See you. Bye. Bingo. Bango. There we go. That was Eddie. Hope you guys enjoyed that podcast. That was a, that was a really good one. I am, uh, you know, every now and then, I'll put out a podcast, and I, I'm proud of it. And that was one of them. That was one of the ones that I feel I feel great about. I'm going to let you guys get out of here. Just like, I'm going to get the fuck out of here. And until next time, everybody. Peace.